right, and uh, we're back with another episode, as always. This is Hello Governor of the Podcast, and I'm Abdullah, and I'm joined today with uh, Kelsey Mayer. How you doing, Kelsey? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you, Abdullah. So the first question is the obvious one. How did you get started? Oh, man. <laughs> so a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Actually, not. Um, <laughs> I, um, I mean... If we want to go by like what started me in acting, like literally I was like a six-year-old child um, doing the church play and it was just like so much fun. So every year I kept doing the church play and um, until eventually um, later on in life, I I couldn't ignore the call to act anymore um, because I tried doing several other things for a job. Um, I was like, nope, I'm, I'm going to go to college for acting because I just, I just know that's my passion and that's what I want to do. Um, so I did that. I went to L.A. for, um, for uh, school and I got my Bachelor of Fine Arts. Woohoo. Um, and then after that, I, I mean, I was focused on doing stage and screen acting. Um, I hadn't a thought about um, <laughs> voiceover, even though growing up, I was totally into cartoons, even as like a teenager and anime and all the things. Um, but I never really thought about that until um, I was at um, one of my friends's weddings and I was sitting at a table with the lovely Lauren Mayfield. And um, she was like, yeah, like I do voiceover acting, like in games and anime and commercials and all this stuff. I was like, what? How come I never thought about this? That's like way awesome. So much less pressure than having to be <laughs> in front of like a crowd of people watching you act for film. So I was like, you know what, like, do you have any recommendations for classes and stuff? And so Lauren um, told me about um, Bang Zoom, which is a studio that does a lot of recording for anime and games and stuff like that. Um, and I took my first voiceover class in person. That was like 2018, I believe. And I just fell in love with voice acting um, because... It, there, I don't know. There's something <laughs> unreal about hearing your voice come out of like a character that you see on screen, but it's not like you. It's, it's, it's like a di whole different person and you can be so many different things. You can be wild and wacky. And uh, I think something that always drew me to acting is just like how, um, you know, how, how, uh, we can hop into a character's shoes way different than our own. And, um, I mean, in voice acting, like you can be like a piece of toast <laughs> or, or, um, some like space fighter person. But anyway, after that class, I was just like, yes, like, I know this is like a path that I want to pursue, but at the, at the same time, I was still trying to do stage and film acting, which didn't, go very many places. Um, but eventually, um, towards the end of 2019, I, I got my first 
um, Real Gig, which was like uh, doing a, an audio book, <laughs> which is like, it's, it's good. It's, it's a lot of work, though. Um, and then the pandemic hit. And then I was like, well, I guess I'm just going to go all in into voice acting because like um, film and stage acting is kind of kaputs for right now. So that's when I like hopped all in was like at the um, beginning ish of 2020. And then from there, just, you know, auditioned and made my way to where I am now. Hey. <laughs> so you got in there right towards the end, like before everything went to hell. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I was like, oh, wow, actually, this is like really great. Even though like, you know, doing audiobooks, it's a whole different beast than like doing dubbing or prelay animation, for example. Um, audiobooks, like you're doing all of the characters, all of the narration, and typically you're also doing all of the editing. So it is very time consuming, a lot of work, and you just have to really pace yourself. Whereas, I feel like with like video games, for example, it's kind of like uh, one and done, unless you're in a video game where you have like a long story or something like that. But then you have directors who will pace you for you. Um, and, and in audiobooks, you're doing it all yourself. So you have to figure out, okay, like what's too much and what's, what's, what, what's my sweet spot <laughs> before I die? <laughs> Yeah, audiobooks are really tough and not a lot of people love to do them because they are time consuming and you have to keep in mind that when you're doing an audiobook you, you kind of need to keep in mind that someone is going to be listening to this because they don't want to read. Mhm. Mm and yep. you need to <laughs> and your job is to make it as entertaining as possible because, you know, <laughs> you have to, otherwise it's just it's just someone reading something. <laughs> otherwise it would be such a slog to listen to. Like I've definitely had some audiobooks like that where I'm like, oh gosh, like I don't want to listen to this anymore. <laughs> it's so boring. <laughs> um, but those people who do like really get into each and every character and like flesh out the narration, like props to them because they make reading via listening like so much more accessible and fun to listen to so yay <laughs> and how long is the average uh, audiobook session nope oh, uh for myself i would try to do like depending on how long the chapters were probably on average about three chapters a day um, but the books I was doing, they're not like, you know, hours and like 48 hours long. My typical audiobook, I think, was like maybe around six or seven, maybe eight hours long. But that's still like a lot of talking. Like imagine talking for eight hours straight. That's a lot. <laughs> I mean, I've been on calls with people that lasted like six or seven hours. But even then we would like the conversation would stop and we would just, you know, take, take, take a, take a break a little bit yeah, because we can't, <laughs> we can't go on for, for more than like, God, especially as I get older, I can't like nowadays I can't go more than like 40 or 
an hour <laughs> or whatever because it's yeah. like, I just, uh, I'm tired, man. <laughs> Dude, ain't that the truth? I'm like, I'm only, what am I, 31, and I'm already like, oh, gosh. Also, no, the leaf blower guys are back. Gosh, dang it. <laughs> I thought they were gone. They've come back with a vengeance, Abdullah. Uh Oh yeah! Wow, gosh, we're we're the same age. Oh boy! Oh, <laughs> <I feel old>. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, oh, wow. um, no, but but I mean, like the the average, I mean, audiobooks are a good way to get your teeth into it. I guess like it's it's either that or anime. I mean, that's how most people cut their teeth into the business. It's either audiobooks or anime. Yeah. Um. Uh, though I'd say anime is a little more niche, whereas audiobooks, like anybody can get into it because um, ACX is like an accessible free to audition website. You don't have to pay for it. Um, you can just literally get on and start auditioning like right now if you want to. So, hey, <laughs> ways to make money, though, I would say most audiobooks, um, uh, if, if they're like... Um, not well-known authors like might not pay as much as like you probably should be paid for the amount of work that you're doing but if you're just getting started and you want to get paid that is a good means to like get some practice in and like you said sink your teeth in a little bit to see see if you like it or not and how did you find the dubbing process like was was it easy or was it challenging Oh man. Um, I mean, I'd say thank, thanks to, um, having had like music in my life growing up. So like I did like piano and violin lessons. Granted, I never like practiced hardcore, so I never got like super good at it, but like I at least have like a musical background enough to like figure out timing on things like pretty well. So it was like pretty easy for me to like get into like the rhythm of dubbing but if you mean like how did I like get into the business of dubbing that I mean that was a lot of people like um being like hey there's this person and she's a great actor so you should try her out <laughs> so I would say a lot of the uh dubbing scene is about like recommendations from people who know my work and have recommended me to directors and that kind of got my foot in the door a little bit. I mean, uh, I've said this in a previous episode, but it's like networking. It's all about networking. And I feel like um, people underestimate how important networking is. But yeah. at the same time, it's like, understand that if you're going to get into networking, don't do it because you want to be you know don't do it because you want to get ahead do it because you want to you know get your name out there don't do it because you're trying to book a lead role or something like that right i mean typically that's not what's going to happen <laughs> anyway like maybe you'll get called in for walla like just kind of like some background work and stuff at, to start off with i'd say that's probably the more common means of of getting in um but also like 
um, you need to like, I guess, prove your skill set a little bit, like make sure you have like a good, really good demo. And before you go out and just be like, okay, all I need is a demo. You know, you need to have that solid acting background in it. We always say, and it's getting starting to get cheesy now, uh, little V, big A. So it's not so much about the voice as it is about the acting. Because you can have like this awesome, wild and wacky voice, but if you're not believable in the character and you're not like giving us a solid performance, nobody's going to care. <laughs> <laughs> it might be like slightly entertaining for a little bit, but like we we want to like care about your character. And so really make sure that like you have that skill set in acting. Take general acting classes, not just voice acting classes, but really understand what acting is. And um, a great way to do that is um, I would say through like um, – improvisation classes and getting your your feet wet there because improv takes you um deeply into uh, into acting and you just have to like throw yourself out there and especially when you're doing like anime acting a lot of the times you don't know what you're getting called in for so having that improv background background where you just kind of throw yourself into a character and you just make choices is super important. So that's what I would say. Get some acting classes under your belt first. Once you feel like you have a solid acting background, um, take some voice acting classes, work on your vocal range, get together with someone who's reputable for making demos and make that demo. And then send it off to the right people. Oh, I've heard plenty of stories where people sent pretty bad demos and it almost like ended up <laughs> killing their careers debt like right there because it's like because everyone has has this misconception of like, oh, I I know what what a perfect demo sounds like. No you uh -huh. don't. No you don't. <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> I know, and I, 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 and I mean that in the most loving way possible. Like, make sure you're ready. Like, please, you only get one first impression, and I know you want to like dive into this and like do it right now. But like, sometimes good things take patience and work, and. A lot of the times we see, um, you know, the social media attitude and interpretations of like, oh, like, you know, they just got into um, voice acting and they've already got this like lead. Well, little do you know, they've probably been doing acting and other things that you don't know about for like years. So <laughs> um, just know a lot of good things take time. And so just be patient and and make make those moves when you're ready. Now, I really hate that misconception where people just look at a really popular actor or actress and say, oh, they only got the part because of blah, 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 whatever. But it's like, no, they worked hard to get where they are 
where they they were even considered for the role because yeah you know, in this i mean it's very you know I, I mean i'm not trying to discourage anyone but it's a very competitive business and you have to prove that you not only belong to to you know not only belong but you have to prove to to these casting directors and all these and 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 everybody that you are the right person for the job you know you can handle what they're going to give you Mm-hmm. Exactly. I wholeheartedly agree with that. So I don't like this idea that, oh, so-and-so only got the role because they know whatever. But no, I, I feel like a lot of times people cast the people who are right for the role. Now, are there times where someone I felt was miscast? Yes. But at the end of the day, that's not on. that's not my decision. I'm just a viewer. I'm not someone who has any say in the matter. It's like if they mm-hmm. if they cast that person, fine. If if I felt that their performance could have been better or or if um if a certain line delivery wasn't all that good, then that's just my opinion, you know. At the end of the day, it is what it is and considering <laughs> yeah. you know, considering the world we live in now, it's it's a, you know, just uh just getting stuff done is is uh is a Hercule, uh, Herculean feat and all, all, all that <laughs> that's so true <laughs> oh man and just having like the mental capacity to do just some of the basic things sometimes like with the way things have been going the last couple of years it's like you know we we have to give ourselves some grace <laughs> here and there because it's been rough and it's okay, buddy. <laughs> and, and speaking of that, like, how did like how did you handle this whole thing? Like, uh, what did you do to stay sane? Oh man, uh, probably making a bunch of online friends. <laughs> That's how I stayed sane. Um, and I mean, I was very fortunate enough to have uh, met my love via uh, the internet over the course of the pandemic. So um, he's made life a lot better being able to like talk with him and have someone else to like lean on. But of course I've like, I've got my friends that I've been friends with for like decades who I can always lean on and talk with. So I, and I wouldn't consider myself like an extroverted person by most means, but like during um, times of isolation, like I think it's important to have people outside of your own brain <laughs> so you don't just get stuck on loop thinking like, oh gosh, like life is terrible and horrible because they'll pull you out of it right quick and be like, no, there's like so many good things and like you're doing awesome and we know you're working hard and having those people to kind of like pull you out of that mental rut, I think is important. So, you know, find people who are, um, are your circle and people that you can just like text at any time and be like, Hey, this is how I'm feeling. And I like, I need some like encouragement today. Would you mind like, telling me <laughs> life isn't so bad and you know they'll give it to you 
they'll give it to you straight with love and encouragement. So that's how <laughs> having people outside of my own mind. <laughs> oh, that's good to hear. Cause honestly, I you know. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like I'm repeating myself, but I feel like I said this before many times, but I feel like we need a strong sense of community now more than ever. And you know, if, if your community is that small group of friends who, you know, you guys just get together and talk about whatever, then, you know, good for you. Cause honestly, we need some sort of just, just cause everyone's so divided nowadays. And I'm just like, you know, can we, can we just go, just, can we just have like a little group where we can just get together and just talk about whatever and forget yeah. about the hor horrific nightmare that we're currently living in? Yes. And I mean, uh, I wish people weren't so divisive and like just wanting to be like, ah, no, you're wrong. Um, like, can't we all at least try to like see each other's sides on on things? I I try to like uh, be the voice of kindness <laughs> in my community, typically. <laughs> And be like, we all, like, you know, definitely, like, if someone's made a mistake, like, you know, we can, like, try to, like, point them in the right direction in love. But, you know, like, I'd say most people respond better to, like, kindness than to harsh, harsh criticism. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's, it's just, I, I just feel that, um, that, yeah, I, I just feel like we just don't, we just, we just need that more than ever. Just a strong sense of community that, you know, yeah. that, 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 that doesn't chastise people for screwing up. Like, I, I feel like one of the things that bothers me the most is, is the, is the fact that people just don't seem to realize that personal growth is a thing. And that mm -hmm. human beings are flawed and they're going to say things that, um, <laughs> you know, they're going to say and do stupid things. And that's normal. Like, I, I hate this uh, idea yeah. that, I mean, I hate this, ab this absolution mentality of like, you know, if, if you're someone who is quote unquote liked by a certain percentage of, percentage of people, you're not allowed to screw up or, or say anything negative or, or any of that stuff. It's like, you know, you're, you are perfect and you know, you can't say any of this thing. Otherwise you're a terrible person. And, and then the opposite where it's like, you know, we, we've automatically decided that, you know, you're a terrible person and uh, no matter what you say or do, you're always going to be that terrible person. And, and it's, it's not that black and white. It really isn't. Yeah. So, I mean, there are some things that happen like that in the industry, you know, if someone says like, uh, like something really terrible, but it was just like one time and then everybody excommunicates them from like everything and anything, like any projects evermore. What do you think about that? I mean, it depends on the thing, you know, I mean, if you, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, cause, cause here's the thing. If you are spreading misinformation and, you know, it, you know, misinformation and stuff that is, you know, you're spreading conspiracy theories and you're being like, 
you know, just a complete, just a complete jerk to your colleagues, then yeah, I don't feel like you should have a platform. That that's the point where I'm like, yeah, you don't need to have a platform after that. <laughs> <laughs> but now, what if this person like sincerely apologizes, or like later on? they've come to realize like, oh yeah, that was like a really jerky thing to say and a like stupid, stupid move and like sincerely have that change of heart, you know? I mean, sure. But it, it, uh, another thing that I want to make clear is that anybody can write a PR apology, but to me is like, you have to put in the work. You know, anybody Agreed. can say, I mean, anybody can say they're sorry for something stupid, but if you're not going to put in the work to better yourself as a person, then I, you're not more, you're not worth my time. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, not if it's like, you know, just some like PR thing like that, uh, that doesn't seem very sincere, but like if you're genuinely pursuing a change of heart and, you know, working on pursuing like being being a better person just in general but also like changing from your mistakes I think sometimes like we still get too harsh on those kinds of people like even if they are trying to like you know genuinely make a change I mean at the end of the day it's like you can't really please everybody I mean like and I and look, there are people who are always going to be mad at at at, at me. I, I've said this before. I was very abusive to towards other a lot of people in the past. But you know, I I did not do like a you know a fake uh, PR apology and and what have you because I, I because that's not genuine. I said, yeah. you know, I I want to better myself as a person so I don't make those same mistakes. And those people have a right to to be mad at me forever because I don't. You know, I don't deserve, you know, I, I, mean, I don't deserve like quick forgiveness like that. You know, they, they have the right to, to be mad at, at, at the, at the stuff I put them through and I'm, I'm fine with yeah. that. I'm not saying like, oh, everyone should forgive me. Everyone should be nice to me and blah, blah, blah. Don't pay attention. <laughs> don't pay attention to all the, the terrible things I did. It's like, no, like hold me accountable to it. And yeah, and I feel like that's, that's the problem is like, you know, none none of these people because I see like every time someone screws up, it's like the same PR apology, and it's not really an apology because you're not like talking about you know you're not addressing the issue mm -hmm. at hand. You're just addressing rumors, and it's easy to address rumors, but it's like you're not addressing the issue. You are addressing the rumors to you know def deflate the fact that you know you don't want to apologize for the thing that you know people rightfully called you out on. And that's yeah. the type of stuff I cannot stand because it's disingenuous. It's, it's, I mean, it's basically gaslighting. It basically is. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's just, and I don't, and I just don't have the time for that. It's like, I'm willing to, I'm, I'm not that type of person who's like, you know, I'm willing to shut everyone out. And, you know, you know, if you make a mistake, you know, you're forever shunned or whatever. It's like, no, it, I, I'm open to hearing to seeing people better themselves, but they have to put in the work. Otherwise it's not going to feel genuine. Yeah. I totally agree with you there. Like, and you know, we, we also have to have, um, our own discernment in judgment to like, you know, 
if someone's like severely wronged you, whether or not like you actually want to have that relationship back or not. And, and that's totally up to us to make that judgment call. So, you know, if, if you're not ready to like bring that person back into your life and you still need to like work through some things, like that's totally okay. You know, uh, that no one has, um, what's the word I'm looking for? No one has, you know, <sighs> there's like a specific word I'm looking for. No one is entitled to a relationship with you, I guess. It's kind of what I mean, but I'm not sure if that's getting the point across, but yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Like, you know, you're not entitled to, to, I mean, you can, you can, you know, you can change and put in the work, but understand that does not entitle you to, to being friends with the person you hurt. You know, it's, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's, it, it seems like it seems like a basic thing that people, but but people just don't seem to to grasp that. It's like, well, they apologized and and they put out you know their statement there, and and everything should be fine. It's like, no, if if they legitimately hurt a person and that person does not want to have anything to do with them, they need to respect that and just, yeah, you know, walk away, learn when to walk away. That's another thing that people need to understand is that. There are times where you can, you know, I've tried to fix stuff and it was just, I just couldn't. And it was hard for me to just learn to be like, okay, you need to walk away because that, you know, there is nothing you can do. Yeah. And it, was, and it was hard, but, you know, as I got older, I realized like, you know, that's, that's the best course of action is just walk away, let it go and move on. It is tough, but, you know, oh, you got to do it. Yeah, that's the that's a sign of maturity too, you know, like if if you're like being abused, whether it's physically, emotionally, whatever, don't let that go on. I know it might be really hard <laughs> to like let that relationship go, but just like you will be so much better off for it. Man, we're getting on some heavy topics today. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Well, I mean, I, I welcome to the show. I love having conversations with people. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Good, good. I I do enjoy it too. And man, wow, this, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as long as we don't say any names, and it should be fine, you know. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm not, and I'm not implying on anything. I'm just, I'm, I'm just, you know, just saying. Like, I'm not, I'm not vague posting. I'm not implying anything. This is, this is not. This is just a conversation. Please do not. Yes. Don't at me on Twitter about this, please. And do not, <laughs> do not, do not, um, you know, harass, <laughs> harass Kelsey or anything like that. Please don't. Yes, please. <laughs> please do not. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll just send you mass cat pictures, and I'm sure you don't want that. <laughs> um, I'm just wondering, like, um, you know, you, you talked about your, your group of friends. Like, you know, are, are you guys like voice actors, or is it just, you know, normal people <laughs> who aren't in the business? <laughs> <laughs> um, most, well, most of my in real life friends currently consist of voice actors because um, 
those are just the people that like I've come to know since moving to Texas, which has only been for a short time. So most of my in real life friends in Texas are voice actors. But outside of Texas, I'd say most of my friends are not voice actors, which is kind of nice because it's like, oh, you can give me like a different perspective on life. And it's not just about being in the voiceover business. It's like we can we can converse and and talk about other things, which is really nice. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, th those friends that I'm talking about before I moved to Texas um, are are people that have helped me keep my head on my shoulders and are not voice actors, just normal people. <laughs> but we're all normal people. Just some of us are more well-known normal people, I guess. No, but but even if you, you know, if you even if you are in a group of you know, if your group if your group is made up of voice actors, I would imagine you guys don't even want to talk about work because it's like it's work, and no one wants to talk about work. <laughs> I mean, sometimes we can get uh, onto like various topics in work. And sometimes it can be hard to pull ourselves out of it once we start talking about it. But I mean, there are definitely times where it's like, no, you guys, let's just let's just talk about like, I don't know, your favorite movie or things like, uh, I don't know, like Pusheen, for instance. Pusheen is a, a, a hobby of mine, I guess, collecting Pusheens. <laughs> Not that it's a very broad topic. Um, or like video games, like a lot of us like to like talk about video games and talk about the new movie of the day or whatever. Um, I guess that kind of comes with the territory of being an actor. Like, so a lot of us tend to like glom onto video games and movies and stuff like that. That's a nice topic outside of just talking about work. Aye. I mean, and and you work in you know you know seeing as you've done anime, do you watch anime at all, or can you just not stand it? Oh no, I definitely watch anime. Um, but I try to watch it more for fun rather than like <laughs> for research. Um, but there are sometimes where my brain just can't stop, and I'm just like, ooh, I like the way that they use their voice like this and blah, blah, blah. But I, I mean, as a person who grew up watching anime for fun, like I've never really stopped watching anime and I love it. And I'm, I'm happy to uh, be a part of it, even if I am a, a small part of it, you know? And can you stand listening to yourself or does it feel weird? <laughs> um, there are some, like, especially when I was first starting off, I was like, I don't really want to listen to myself because I don't feel very confident <laughs> in my voice. But as I've grown as a voice actor, I've been more like, okay, like I can be more objective about my voice than just cringing about it the whole time. <laughs> um, but there are definitely times where I'm like, I could have made a a better choice there <laughs> as far as like performance wise or acting or vo or vocal wise but for the most part nowadays i'm more fine with my voice but it took me a while to really 
enjoy my voice. <laughs> I'll say that. Yeah, because most people I've talked to like barely watch their own work because they're like, I just can't stand listening to myself. I just can't. <laughs> well, I mean, for the most part, like, because I'm not like very many named characters. So when I do get those opportunities, I'm like, heck yeah. Like I, I want to see for myself how I can grow and improve because I'm still a, a newer face to the, the dubbing sphere. Um, so for me, because like I haven't had as many opportunities as maybe someone who's like, oh, I can't stand listening to my voice anymore. I'm just like, no, I, I like this is for me an opportunity to learn and grow and and see how I can improve or, you know, also just be like, yeah, good job, Kelsey. Pat yourself on the back. <laughs> you did the thing. <laughs> yeah, I did the thing. And I'm I'm proud of myself, even if I could have made a better choice or not or just be like, yeah, dang right, Kelsey. Proud of you for that. <laughs> And uh, what are some of your favorite animes? Ooh, well, my favorite, favorite anime of all time, I've probably watched it a good 20 times through now, is Yuri on Ice. Um, but um, unfortunately, like, um, I know they did a great job with the dub, like as good of a job as they could, but... The accents, I could not really stand. <laughs> um, so I really enjoy the the Japanese for Yuri on Ice. But as far as like dubs go, I'd say I was very impressed with the uh, new Fruits Basket and the voice acting with that for the dub. I'm just like, wow, chef's kiss. I could watch this so many times over but i also grew up watching like the original fruits basket so it was more of a nostalgia ride for me um but man there are so many good animes coming out especially this season um and it's really cool to also see like a lot of my friends get their first like lead roles in anime for this season i'm just like wow congratulations like i know you in real life wow <laughs> um like uh my friend anthony just got to announce that he is red gelato in love after world domination and i watched episode one of that in the japanese and it is freaking hilarious so if you get a chance to watch the dub, I know it's going to be fan-freaking-tastic. Um, my, my, boyfriend, <laughs> my, my boyfriend Jordan just got his first lead ever um, as Leon in Trapped in a Dating Sim, which is also another very funny show. And he did a wonderful job just after watching episode one. I was like, wow. I can't wait to watch the rest. And it, it didn't like sound like him. Like he, his voice didn't take me out of the performance because it's like, oh, like I know his voice, but he really like embodied the character so well. So yeah, there's like a lot of, I guess, quote unquote, new voices getting leads 
this anime season and I'm very proud of them and I'm very, very excited to, to watch them. So watch them when you can. <laughs> yeah. I'm at that point where I'm just like, I can't keep up with anime anymore. I'm just like, I'll just watch whatever show that interests me and that's it. I mean, the last anime I watched was odd taxi and that was it. That was an interesting show. Oh man, Odd Taxi is awesome. I'm on the last, I think, three episodes, so I need to finish that. But yeah, um, did you watch the sub or the dub? I had to watch the dub because my friend um, Darius is in that. And he was, <gasps> yeah, <laughs> it <he> was great. <laughs> Darius is amazing. His little porcupine that does like, it's kind of like, rapping rhyme type of dialogue. I'm just like. Dude, you killed it. It's slamming. No, because I had him on the show a year ago, and, and I said, like, man, this is a guy who made his debut, his first, his official debut in a Netflix show at, with John DiMaggio, his main inspiration. So it's like, yeah, you, you are you're going to do a lot of great things, sir. And I was right. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. Oh, man. I hope I get to meet Darius in real life someday. He's just such a cool dude and already making so many giant waves in the industry. Like I would I would definitely love to meet him. Now he's he's a pretty like he is like what I love about him is like he's so passionate and just so he loves this business so much and I'm like, man. Yeah. Oh man. It's just I just love seeing that. It's like <laughs> Because in an era where everyone feels like everyone's like being a snarky smartass and everyone's like um, being negative, it's 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 so, super refreshing to see someone who is just in love with stuff. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, it and it's kind of vulnerable to like be like that, you know. And that's something that I've found from. Um, just starting to be in this industry, it's like. You know, a lot of people don't want to show like how they how excited they are for a role or or be too enthusiastic about it because they don't want to come off as like oh, like you're you're too attached or too passionate or something. But I'm just like it it takes a lot of vulnerability to just show how in love and excited you are with doing this craft so hats off to him for you know showing that passion and and showing that love because that's it's so i think it's so needed you know and i i try to be like that too like when i got um ayumi in akabi sailor uniform you know she's not like this main supporting role or anything but she was a recurring character throughout the series and like I was just so excited and very proud of the work that I had done with Ayumi that like you know I, I posted about it uh, several times because I was so excited and and I was kind of scary <laughs> to be honest I was like oh no like am I like bombarding people but at the same time, I'm just like, I just, I just love that I get to do this and love that I got to play a character like this. So 
I don't care. <laughs> I don't care if people are sick of me. I just, I love that I get to do this and I love what I get to do. And, and that's another thing I want to point out is like, if you're not in this to, to have fun, then what, what are you doing it for? You know? Hey, that's like my motto. That's been my model for like a couple of years now. Like do it for the fun. And like, I have to remind myself of that every now and again, because I mean, there are definitely times where you're like, oh my gosh, I'm not booking anything. Am I a good actor anymore? Am I just mediocre? Am I not meant to do this? It's like, no, if you're having fun in the audition process, like that's like the most that matters. That's the most you can do. And anything else is just a cherry on top. Yeah, it's like just just have fun with it like every because everything just sucks right now and it's like just just let's have fun you know let's just just you know let's just have fun with 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 stuff like just don't i mean yeah it's a job but at the same time it's like you get to play these like really over the top and crazy characters and 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 i just don't understand how anyone can go can go into something like that and be like oh i hate doing this it's like come on man it's fun yeah it's fun and that's what matters <laughs> so do it have fun yeah uh but but uh but back to my point in that i i can't like keep up with a lot of shows like i'm at that point where i'm just like you know what i'm just gonna keep up with like two or three shows and that's it i'll maybe mm -hmm. watch an anime when it's like fully done and all the episodes are available because like i just can't keep up with everything anymore i just can't <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know there, there's so much content coming out it's like insane and like even even just like on twitter just in the anime sphere seeing so many like dub announcements i'm like dang japan how do you get this much anime out because i remember a time where it was just like maybe like three shows that were accessible to us <laughs> but now it's like we have i i don't know i don't know how many a season but like it's a lot <laughs> way more than we used to have back in the day and 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 uh, the English dubs, you know, because the simul dubs uh, are out not that long now. So the yeah. wait, you know, it's not like back in the day where you had to wait like two or three years to get the final dub of Naruto. <laughs> <You> know? <laughs> I know that's taken a bit. Good night. <laughs> yeah, I was because I was doing research because you know about Naruto, and I was curious about the English air dates and. Like the final season of that aired in like in Japan in like 2014 and didn't air in like the U.S. until 2017. And I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, it took a bit of time, just a bit. <laughs> but now that I mean, it's so much more accessible, and like dubs are just like coming out one after the other. It's like I don't know how anybody keeps up with everything you can't really you kind of have to like <laughs> skim through uh, uh 
my my brother-in-law calls it the three episode rule um watch like three episodes and if it's not for you then it's not for you but like if you know by episode one you're like nah like i just know i'm really not gonna like it then like you don't need to keep watching it <laughs> it's okay but I, I don't think the three episode rule applies anymore because a lot of shows nowadays have slow arcs and they don't get like they don't, the, mm. the arc doesn't get started until like halfway through like the the whole I mean, Odd Taxi is a great example of this. Like the the main conflict and arc does not start until episode seven or six. You know? So it's like you're right. <laughs> it's it's hard to say. Oh, three episode rule when the three episode episodes now act like a prequel or like just the the prologue, I should say, towards right the main, to, towards the main conflict. Well, maybe we should call it the six-episode rule now. <laughs> but who has time for even that? Oh, my gosh. It's like half a season. Good golly. I mean, it depends on the show because I, sometimes I look at the number of episodes and I was like, okay, if it's 12 episodes, maybe I can do this. But Or, or 24 episodes, okay. But if it's like 55 episodes, 60 episodes – a hundred and something episodes. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just search the uh... clips on YouTube. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, that's okay. Again, we don't have time for everything. Because I'm not a kid anymore. It's not like, you know, being a kid where you had all the time in the world to watch, like, every episode of Dragon Ball Z ever because, you know, you're you're a kid and you don't really have anything to do, you know? <laughs> now it's like, yeah. like I, just, I just can't. I'm sorry, I can't. Like, I need... Like if I if I am to invest in any show, I need to be like invested from day one, and that is oof. <laughs> yeah. Uh, very oof. But but I mean that's just me. I mean sometimes, I, but I mean I'm in awe of people who who say like, oh I've I've been watching like who've kept up with the One Piece anime. I'm like, how are you not dead? <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh yeah, I I don't even know. Like, I mean, there are also like I just know what like even though I'm in One Piece, I just know One Piece is not really like my cup of tea like the kind of show um especially because it's gone on so long like i see a thousand episodes and i'm like i'm gonna run the other direction <laughs> that, that's too much for me too much and like i don't even know how people keep up with the manga or any of that stuff i'm just like right i it's just too much i'm just like can i have a beginning middle and end please <laughs> <laughs> that's why i'm such a fan of like short series and and by short i mean like you know 12 episodes or something like that like it's just so nice it just gets kind of like wrapped up with a nice neat bow and you feel like you had a good story arc and a good ride and just like hmm, makes you feel complete <laughs> in some way <laughs> That's why I think, um, what was it? Uh, Soul Eater just stopped being good for me after like the 26th episode. I'm just like, yeah, after that, it's like, ugh. 
Yeah. That's kind of how I felt about like um Death Note. I was like, yeah, those first like 25 episodes even, you know, <laughs> spoiler. <laughs> don't don't listen to this part <laughs> if you're listening. Uh L dies in the 25th or 26th episode. I thought for me that was kind of a good stopping point. Like it felt complete, even though it would have been like a very tragic ending. <laughs> Cause you're just like, man, dude, you should not be running the world like this. But after that, it just felt like it kind of went on too long for me anyway. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, 55 episodes. Okay. But when does it like where where's the cutoff point where it stops being good cuz cuz i cuz i know it can't maintain that the quality of the early earlier arcs towards the end cuz it's just it's not possible especially when mm -hmm. it's done especially if it's a series that's being done while the an, while the manga is still going that's always mm -hmm. a pain cuz you're like oh they have to change a lot of stuff cuz the manga isn't finished and they can't adapt something that is not finished yeah <laughs> So sorry. But, but I mean, that's why I'm like, man, we really need like a Soul Eater redo. Like, I mean, because the, the manga has been done for years now. And I just like I want a remake so bad, like a close to ad adaptation to the manga. Cut out all the filler. Just give me that. Just give me that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <sighs> But but I mean like it's that that but uh, the main point is of this whole thing is I the older I get the more I'm just like I don't I don't have the time to keep up with stuff anymore I'm just like I have mm -hmm. my I have my shows I'm just gonna stick to those and then when those are done when those season when the season ends or the series ends I'll just focus on something else. Because I can't, yes. I can't do uh, multiple shows right now. I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. I mean, being, adulting is hard, as they say. And uh, having to make decisions between like, well, I did a long day's work. <laughs> I'm going to do nothing the rest of the day. Or like, you know, actually getting some other adult priorities done. <laughs> you have to find that that balance um and speaking of balance like how do you balance your everyday life and work uh, life oh um i mean uh it, i guess it just kind of finds a way <laughs> i'm not a very organized person by any means when it comes to like schedule and stuff i try to be um but you know, there are some days where I'm just like, no, I just need, I need a rest because yesterday was a really uh, long day, tough day. So I guess I just kind of like listen to my body and what it needs. And if I do need that rest, like I, I will make it a priority um, because I don't want to burn myself out and feel awful <laughs> later on. Um, but I mean, like I try to, you know, find some time to do like things that I enjoy, like different hobbies, like, uh, video games or 
my friend uh, Rachel just taught me how to knit. So I've been doing a knitting project. Um, and then also balancing that with like, okay, like I really need to like clean the house. Cause for me, if I don't have a clean house and it's like too disorganized, like my brain feels like I'm slowly being enclosed in <laughs> and like, I, I, I need a, a clean place in order to feel like I have a clean mind, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, you don't want anything to get too out of hand. Otherwise, you're just going to look at look at you're just going to walk in one day and be like, man, there's just not enough space anymore. Yeah, I mean, I know some people who are totally OK with that and they live like that and they're like, yeah, like, no, this is my my chaos and like i like it like this and i'm like i could not do that <laughs> i i can't have too much chaos because my mind is already too much chaos and i have to like <laughs> organize that ish out on my own time <laughs> and um yeah no it, it's it's good to have a balance of some sort especially if you're you know balancing out you know, job and relationships and you know, just mm -hmm. general cleanliness. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, I also, yeah, the also balancing out relationships. That's also very interesting when most of your friends are also voice actors. So it's kind of like, well, if we see each other in the studio, then it's like we try to make impromptu plans typically <laughs> like hey let's go out and like have a lunch together and just like catch up and stuff and so trying to uh prioritize making those things happen because we can easily just be like uh yeah i'm just like well at least i can uh, i'm more of an introvert oh yeah i can just you know go home and relax like i've done a lot of work today but making time for friendships is kind of important. You need, you need those steady people around you. And um, who would you say is the most fun person to hang around with in your group of, in your circle of friends? Oh man. Uh, <laughs> well, discounting Jordan because he's, he's the boyfriend and he's, he's very fun. Um, but outside of, uh, that relationship. Um, oh man, they're so, um, that's so difficult. How do I choose one? <laughs> um, one person I've been spending a lot of time with outside of, um, studio time, uh, her name is Dusty Feeney and, um, we've been getting together more often and just like chatting and, having lunch times together. So I'd say she's a very fun person to be around and makes she she's very good at making things happen like plans and stuff. For instance, we're going to go to the Renaissance Fair. <laughs> so hey, <laughs> she knows how to have a good time and, and speaks to the nerdy side of myself. That's for sure. Are you guys going to dress up or is it just you guys going to just going to go in street clothes? Oh, you best believe we'll be dressing up. <laughs> go to the Renaissance Fair and not dress up. What? That 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 would not be me at all. <laughs> I I 
I definitely love any chance I get to like put a costume on like, yes, I will do it. Um, that's why I miss going to conventions so much. I miss dressing up as characters and just like embodying those characters. Uh, it's so much fun. Um, and do you guys like role play when you go to those things or just not like, I can't bother. I can't be bothered with that. Uh, I mean, maybe if someone asks me for like a pose, like I'll embody the character, but like, I'm not gonna put on like the character for the whole time I'm there. That would be exhausting. <laughs> um, but you know, I try to have fun and just like enjoy other people's hard work. Cause you know, a lot of people that do cosplay, like they spend months and months on creating this one character um, outfit. So I try to, you know, enjoy their hard work as much as they enjoy mine. But like, I, I'm not a person who has like spent months and months on a cosplay before. Maybe someday I'll get to that point, but uh, I haven't yet. <laughs> I mean, it's an interesting hobby and it's very time consuming, so I don't really blame you. Yeah. I mean, it's also a lot of money. <laughs> that too. <laughs> but um, I do have friends who are very much into the cosplay scene and they, like, I've seen their uh, house. And they literally have a whole room and a half dedicated to just their cosplays. Yeah, that's why it shocks me whenever um, someone who does cosplay also does, you know, voiceover. Because I'm like, how do you find the balance of that? And it's like, you just find the time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's basically just, you know, it's become their lifestyle. So they they make it a priority and it's it's their form of fun, you know? Yeah. Um, gosh, I'm just looking at the time and I realize we've been talking for like an hour and, tw and 20 minutes. So, um, so I got to get, you know, wrap this up, unfortunately, but, um, this has been fun, but, uh, before we get going, uh, where can people find you online and can you give us an update on what you're currently working on? Yeah. Um, for, most updates, I would say finding me on Twitter is the best means. Um, and on Twitter, I'm just at Kelsey Mayer. And you can also find me on Instagram at Kelsey X Mayer because Kelsey Mayer was taken. Um, <laughs> and then, um, I mean, you can always um, find me on like IMDb, Anime News Network, Behind the Voice Actors. Um, and as far as stuff that I'm working on... Um, I was just cast in a Metroidvania type video game called Volunteer the Ascension, which hopefully will be coming out either by the end of this year or by next year. So be looking out for that. Um, and I'm doing a lot of work with Crunchyroll right now. So uh, be looking out for <laughs> my voice in various places because I'm doing a lot of Walla work with them. So you might find my voice in a very, you know, unexpected place. You never know what anime show I'll be in. <laughs> All right. Thanks for taking the time off to do this. This has been a lot of fun. And if you ever want to come back, you know where to find me. Oh, dude. Yes. Heck to the yes. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.